Welcome to the Mentor Forge Podcast. This is Cartwright Marsh, your host. Thanks for listening today. Uh, if you are interested in a coaching session with me, please log on to my website, mentorforge.com, and you can click on um, schedule a free call where if you got any questions actually about my coaching or even my course, uh, you can schedule a call with me and I'd happy to talk to you five, ten minutes. Just you know, anything you'd like to know. So, uh, but yeah, if you are interested in some coaching, life, or professional development, please go to uh, mentorforge.com and you can click on um, schedule a session under my coaching page, as well as going to calvertandassociates.com and schedule an appointment with me. Uh, I do do 30 minute virtual sessions. So, if you don't live in the city of Birmingham or in the Birmingham area, Please look me up there, and I'd, I'd love to grab a coaching session with you and uh, see how I can help you grow, learn, um, yeah, and become more the man you're called to be. So uh, anyway, yeah, mentorforge.com or calvertandassociates.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Now, here's today's episode. All right, welcome in. Uh, if you have not listened to episode 56, my interview with Matthew Blade, please go to mentorforge.com backslash guest interviews. Um, you can click the top bar at the homepage and it'll jump straight to the page and you'll see Matthew Blade right there. How resilience leads to you discovering your identity and your purpose. Um, please check that out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, the link will be actually in those show notes, so go there. As well as uh, you can connect with Matthew on his Instagram page, and uh, as well as seeing all of the best quotes from, or at least the best quotes I found. I'm sure there's many more. It was a great interview. He was easy to engage with, understood his story really well. Um, I mean, as you can tell, somebody like him, he really, he had to really um, think through hard decisions, things that were very different outside the norm of what he, what he knew to get where he is today. And now he's, yeah, just loving life, enjoying himself, having fun, uh, becoming an actor, growing in his craft, um, getting more, yeah, equating to the role as a what it means to be in the film industry. Um, so, uh, anyway, yeah, someone who's known him and seen, you know, bits and pieces of his journey along the way. Yeah. I would never thought he'd be an actor, but yet here, here he is. And, uh, uh, yeah, I recommend you checking out that interview. Um, but yeah, so what was the, so the questions, I'll, this is kind of, you know, you can go through the, I used to go through the highlights, the minute by minute highlight. Um, you can go in the show notes, check those out. I'll have them actually in the description of each of these episodes. Uh, but if you would, but I, I love just going through the questions to ask yourself from the interview. Um, number one here is what we see is uh, what have I, overcome that formerly defined me so for for matthew almost said mcconaughey all right all right um matthew blay what it what, what was with him was how how um 
It was the stutter. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, the stutter. I completely forgot. I'm sorry I had a brain fart there. Uh, but, yeah, it was him getting over his stutter and, you know, being the actus industry, you can't really uh, – have a stutter and be really good at your job, right? There's many moments of trying to articulate and speak in front of people and you can't really be nervous and you can't have that. Uh, There's got to be more awareness of who you are in that situation to, anyway, as you know, probably some probably know better than me. But anyway, that's um, just interesting. You know, probably for me it was, you know, you you think you've kind of got this tag of just the goofy – uh, guy, that you think this is the only thing that's going to bring me to contribute to society, and this is what defined me of who I was. Um, the best job and career I could have would be as a teacher and a you know football coach, even though that's very needed, especially for people that you know influence kids. But it just wasn't me for some reason. I thought that was my path all based on a definition of my character uh maybe not my character but my identity this is what formally defined me i had to overcome and realize that i yeah i i could write i could speak and i could articulate a thought that is meaningful for others to hear um but that is what used to find me and so i yeah matthews was really powerful too where he is today so uh, number two, what is influencing my decisions, the crowd or my convictions? I think that was really powerful, the quote that he had. Um, let's see, what was it? Yeah, uh, I needed to know that I could stand alone, that I had what it took to walk away from the crowd. I think everybody in their life have to have that at some point. Now, at some point, does that look like complete just defiance and reaction. I think there is, that is the tension, right? There's a balance to it. You know, I think we either swing way one way or the other, right? Way, the one way is we just basically just blend in with the crowd, live solely off of other people's opinions of us, um, try to mold and shape our life for, why, for what we think people would want for us or think we should do that should do what I'm supposed to do all that language or we swing the complete opposite and we just react to it and we just basically as long as I'm doing the opposite of what I think people are so think I should do then I'm living life which is just you're just still living according to what they think or what you think they think right you're you're not living your own life you're not choosing your own convictions to Guide your decisions. Like, what do I want to do? What do I know? Am I willing to be alone and actually figure that out? That's probably another thing that was really cool about Matthew's story was his willingness to, you know, he was living the off-season up in um, really the middle of nowhere, California. I mean, if any of you have ever been to Aetna, California, he lived there. It's really cold. It's up up in the mountains, a beautiful place, but it's, it's pretty isolated. And he said, I don't want to spend most of my off time watching Netflix. So he said, I'm going to figure out who I am, what God thinks of me, what really matters. And that's how he discovered. Are we willing to really figure out what is that conviction in our heart that is me and let that guide my decisions? And we're not going to be perfect in it. And it's not always going to be a positive response. But am I willing to say this at the end of the day is who I'm going to be and this is what's going to happen? So... 
Anyway, what is influencing my decisions? I think that's a big, big question we should all ask. Um, is it the people around me or is it my personal conviction? And we'll find out we probably when you start living more, you have more to add to the people around you than just being blowing as the wind goes. Um, anyway, there's a, probably a whole lot more I can talk about on that subject, especially because I've, I've been the guy who just wants to fit in the crowd. Uh, number three, am I afraid of being honest with myself? So this was, yeah, kind of off of that last question. Um, am I willing to truly see objectively of myself? I think there's a, such a balance because some of us probably are just so critical, but we're generally critical from the voice of the crowd. That's the level of honesty we have. We feel disappointment because... We felt like we've disappointed others or what others think of us versus true honesty and objectivity with ourselves of what is really guiding me. Not, you know, oh, I, I didn't measure up to what these this person thinks of me or that person, you know, my dad, my boss, my friends, my peers, um, this girl I'm trying to pursue. You know, we, we, we can be easily critical, but that's not necessarily honest. That's not like objective. The actual fear of kind of what Matthew said was the willingness just to stand there with his own thoughts and truly dissect why he's making decisions, why he is moving forward in his life. And for him, it was, you know, it was, uh, I think there was a great line he had, and I'm trying to remember where it was. Um. Oh yeah, it was early on. So minute eleven. Can I know? I can no longer live a compromised life, and that was what caused him to leave um, Ole Miss and take a break for two years, live in California. And I think that was really good for him. Um. Yeah, there was something else that he said that was really good related to that. Um. Uh. Yeah. I think I'll get to it. Oh, I'll get to that minute 35, second 30, talking about L.A. needs turkey hunt Matthew. That was a really good moment of the interview. Uh, but, yeah, am I afraid of being honest with myself? Am I learning to, uh, in moments where I'm feeling discomfort, um, disappointment, someone did something that hurt me, am I willing to break that down and ask, why am I feeling hurt? Why am I feeling discomfort? Am I, yeah, where is that coming from? Yeah, what, what, yeah, I, I'm sitting there trying to think. I mean, generally, when it, for me, what it was, when I felt hurt, discomfort, it was either super critical uh, and, and or I, then I would try to pass blame on another person of why I was feeling that way. Granted, could have been 60% of the other person, 90%, yeah, but there was something in there that, like, I think that's what human nature we tend to do is like, how do I, I think that's how racism came about, was somebody did something we didn't like and we immediately put it off them because of the color of their skin. And versus like, oh, there's something I in me that I'm not being honest with. There's a reason why I don't like it. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people in power who love to do that. Um, <laughs> which is a whole other topic as well. But the honesty of, man, maybe there's something that could be worked out in me. Maybe there's more understanding of why I felt so much pain in that moment. 
when someone said that or did that. Um, and then honesty from the next level of big picture of my life. Am I making decisions? Uh, yeah, why am I making the decisions I'm making? And then it goes back to question two. So, uh, all right, then question four, when have I been good with being, when have I been good with being me when I expect opposition? Hopefully that question makes sense. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, he was kind of telling his story with choosing to go into the acting industry and he needed support in that moment, but then what he got was opposition. But now that he's become more successful and he's enjoying it, people now see that and now are giving more praise. But it's like, you know, that's kind of when you find out really who's in your corner is when it doesn't make sense to them. Um, they're willing to kind of put their arm around you and say, all right, I don't get it, but hey, I'm supporting you if you think this is the right decision. So. But that's, a, I think, a good question for all of us is that willingness to be stick to our guns, be present in who we are, be me in the moment, even though I know someone is going to be critical, um, even uh, abrasive or even belittling, you know, towards us and dismissive. I mean, that's kind of all those things I consider and think is like, am I willing to kind of just stand there in it and go, all right, yeah, all right, you don't have to agree with me. It's fine. (laughs) You know, and you really do find out who actually wants to understand, wants to actually be in your corner, help you in the the decision-making or help you in your process of what you need to figure out. I think that's, and a lot of times people are just afraid of failure and they project that onto you and they don't know how to actually help you. So they just are critical, sarcastic, demeaning, you know, and so how that's, which is their problem. That's not yours. So how, how can I be me in that moment and not, uh, yeah, react to, to maybe some opposition to some of my just strong decisions or me just showing up and being myself. Yeah, anyway. So number five, how have I attacked shame in my life? So that was a big one. He kind of, that was kind of towards the end, really. I said, yeah, asking the questions, what are two things you would tell your 20-year-old self? Um, and the big one, yeah, it was really attacking shame. It's attacking anything that causes shame in your life. Attack anything and and you do that through honesty. So that was an, a big kind of theme through Matthew's life. Now I guess I want to change the title, How Honesty Leads Us to Discovering. <laughs> honesty is probably a better word. Um, I just like that word, resilience. Um, anyway, how have, yeah, how have I attacked shame in my life? That shame, you know, I think that's the difference between shame and guilt. We have to really define that. The shame, shame is, says, I am bad, where guilt says, what I did was bad. Shame attacks the identity, guilt attacks the action. And in those moments, sometimes when we're, we have failed, when we have messed up, made mistakes, sinned against others, sinned against ourselves, how do we address that shame? Um. Do we do we then adjust the action? Do we have 
change the mindset and then the, the action is changed or do we immediately take it to heart and then start thinking we are bad? And that's why he said you got to attack that thing and attack it with honesty, honesty with others, how to really grow in sense of self, to love self, to find value in self and not allow shame to guide your life. That's the thing is shame can be so crippling yeah, so demoralizing. Um, it wants to keep you where you are, and it's shame just kind of continues to create a cycle. Um, my yeah, which is kind of a good lead in, I guess, for next week. Um, I, I hope y'all get excited for my guest next week, which is Jay Stringer. Um, for those who know who he is, he wrote the book Unwanted: How Sexual Brokenness Leads to Our Healing. I kind of maybe butchered that subtitle, but it really does. I mean, and he kind of talks about shame, that really shame is not the, uh, uh, let's see, he said pleasure is not the driving force in, in pornography use. It's shame. And that's just interesting that, you know, I hope you tune in next week, Monday, for um my interview with Jay Stringer because he definitely hits on this topic that Matthew was hitting on in his life and really hitting that shame. And I think he probably would say that shame was part of a little bit connected to his stutter. There, there is a physical representation of shame in our life. There is a, uh, yeah, it affects us physically, it affects us emotionally, mentally, that we we lose part of who we are when we don't attack shame. We allow it to just fester in our life. Um, I know there's many moments in my life where I felt just shame for who I was, that I didn't feel good enough, didn't feel I had anything to add to people or value. And so anytime that I somehow failed in that in some kind of way or perceived I did, you know, shame just led to despair, really, which led to me feeling trapped, lack thereof, and therefore you had to address that. One was uh, one way to help that was just being around a great group of people that, you know, saw you for who you were and, and valued you more than what you thought you were valuable for, for value you for, for that in that in itself, who you are. And so, yeah, I just recommend y'all going on that journey. Attacking shame, addressing those things, addressing your efforts, addressing your mindsets, and yeah, who you see yourself as. Um, and I think the only way to do that is really just find yourself in Him. I think you have to find who Jesus is. Find, answer that question, who is Jesus? And you find that, then I think you'll find yourself. It's a really, really powerful moment. So, all right, well, thank you all for listening. Um, Please jump on mentorforge.com and check out all my episodes as well as going to, um, uh, yeah, to click the subscribe button. Um, you'll If you go to mentorforge.com, there should be a link to, you'll get a PDF of how to simplify your life, three simple things. Um, yeah, uh, it says in your 20s, but I think you could apply the other things in your in those if you're beyond your 20s um yeah and subscribe to my mailing list and get up to date things for my um podcast and uh yeah also go on apple podcast and rate review that'd be a huge help for me thank you